Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, we are going to be looking at how we are to know our story. So today's readings are coming from the ESV, and I encourage you to open your Bible as we study. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the common of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So today I want us to see a few things. It's going to be a shorter episode probably. I mean, sometimes I ramble, but (laughs) I plan on it being a shorter episode because it's Memorial Day weekend. You probably slept in. That's okay. I understand. So we'll have a shorter episode today. So the first point I want us to see is really as we study through this, we're seeing our identity and our story on display. We need to remember that. First, we're united with God's people. We're united with God's people. See how in the beginning we see that there was isolation, there was separation. See how one time you Gentiles in the flesh, you were at that time separated from Christ. We're seeing that Paul is bringing that up so that we can be glad that we have been brought together. We are now grafted in to this commonwealth of Israel. We are now God's special people. Now, this is not to the exclusion of Israel. Rather, all believers in it of the ethnic people of Israel and all believers of the Gentiles, those who are not part of the ethnic people of Israel, can now have salvation. We can actually be united around this salvation. It's good news. At one time, we who were far off, now we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We've been united with him. That's part of our story. See, it's easy in today's society where we hear all the time. It's individualistic. You know, do your own thing. Be your own person. Don't listen to people. No, no, no. That is You know, there's some good things about individualism. You know, you should pay attention to yourself. You should, you know, focus on yourself to an extent. But we are part of God's people. And so often when you read these epistles, they are addressed to specific churches or to the church in general. It's not super often that we see, you know, you in particular, the you is most often plural. That's because salvation is individual. You know, you're not, I'm not saved because I go to a Bible-believing church. You know, First Baptist Church is a great church, but that's not what saves me. What saves me is I myself put my faith in Jesus Christ. You know, it's not like an act that I did. You know, God was like, man, he's good at believing. I'm going to save him. No, God chose me for salvation, drew me in, and I believed. I responded in faith. That's where salvation comes. Salvation is through faith. But there also is the corporate aspect. Now God calls me to be part of the local church, to be united with believers around the world and united with believers in person. Even at my church, there are people who I have very different personalities with. I may like different things. 
but I mean, even one of my best friends, we do not have a lot of things in common by the world standards, but we both love and serve the same Savior, and we are both part of the same local church, and so we can be united around that. That's what unity does. Secondly, our story involves us being known by sin. We were known by sin. We were called the uncircumcision. Okay? And that uncircumcision had, that name had some basis. Okay? Those who were not circumcised almost always were heathens. They did not know God and they did not desire to know God. They were on their own without God in the world. No hope. That's a big part of your story. You see, you may be like, well, you know, I was saved at a young age. I can't really remember doing, you know, really big sins or anything like that. You don't need a huge, you know, how you overcame drug addiction story. You have that. That's great. You know, that's great that God saved you from that. But it's probably a good thing that you did not get into drugs if you did, if you got saved at a young age. That's a good thing. But know that before Christ, even though you were small, you were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was you. You did not have that hope. So now you can take that knowledge and rejoice because that's not where you are anymore. You know, what makes, I think I've said this before, maybe it wasn't here, it was at another place, but the reason that HGTV is interesting, you know, those home renovation shows, is because the house looked terrible. You know, it's cool to look at rich people's houses, but, yeah, you know, they're there. But it's cool when you take, like, a horrible, dirty house, and, you know, they fix it up, and they make it really cool. It's not just cool because of the finished product. It's also cool because of what it started as. And that's part of the beauty of the church is not only the finished product, which will glorify Christ and which will look like him and will be perfected in him at the end of time. But also the church is glorious because of where it came from. The church did not come from people who had it all together. The church was built on the lowest of society. It started with the apostles and it spread and man has it spread. That's the beauty of the church. Finally, we are known by our purpose. We are known by our purpose. Okay? That's the last thing I want us to see, part of our story. And that is the part we play in the gospel story. We are to glorify God and enjoy Him. We are offered a part in this gospel story. Not only can we be saved ourselves, which is great, but we can invite other people into this. That's incredible. That is so awesome that the God who not only took the time to save us, who sacrificed his own son to save us, he lets us have a part in this story. You know, if firefighters are incredible, but typically, you know, they don't have the time or the means to make the people they save part of the rescue mission. You know, the people who they rescue, it takes time to heal them. But the crazy thing is, God not only rescues us from the fi the lethal fire of our sin, but he also equips us to become agents of restoration and of the gospel, of healing. We bring this gospel to those who are stuck in the fire of sin like we were. That is so cool that not only are we saved from it, but we get to go back to where we were, not to be 
members of sin again, but to be agents of the gospel, to share the gospel with those who are who we work with, who are around our neighbors, so that they can hear the good news and believe. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you haven't already, I encourage you to go to our website, AdoptedBelievers.com, where you can find podcasts, articles, and cool resources. And if you have not told your friends about us, I'd encourage you to do that. It's a great way you can support what we're doing. But without further ado, I'm going to see you all next time and enjoy your Memorial Day weekend.